Well, yeah, certainly. I mean, it was our fault. We made a mistake. Spotter said it was clear. It wasn't clear, and, you know, I didn't want to tear my car up, tear his car up either. I respect everybody, and I demand respect. And, you know, I apologize to the guy when he came over the car, explained to him what happened, and then he took it to another level when he started calling me an idiot and whatever else. And I don't appreciate that. I'm not going to take it. I told him how I fell. I called him out. He didn't show. You know, so, you know, I'm good with it. He's good with it, but I'm not going to be disrespected by no means. Yeah, I guess uh, I had a dinner date at Applebee's last night that I didn't find out until it was too late. It's a shame. Love their riblets and boneless wings, but... Uh Folks, we are back at Applebee's once again. It is your unrefined motorsports podcast. Uh, I am Brian once again with Rob and Ashley. Folks, how we doing this week? We finally got a little bit of racing in this weekend, just a little bit, just a tiny bit. And well, just, we're sticking with tip. the we're sticking with the unrefined thing, huh? <laughs> I, I said that's that's the uh, that's the season one. Well, unless somebody just, comes up with some, something better. No, I'm, I'm, I'm that's it. Sign, seal, <laughs> deliver. Yeah, just a tip though when it comes to NASCAR racing. Yeah. Just a little Saturday night special there. Um, but yeah. How are you doing, True Love, over there? I'm here. Here yeah. I am. Still thinking of a new Instagram handle. Still here, just thinking about it. 24 7. That's all I think about. Uh, well, uh, one thing that was thought about a lot this weekend was uh, the weather in LA, which led to the um, first ever moving up of a race a full day. Um, yeah, you know, has, the, uh, has this ever happened in NASCAR history? Not like this. Like, maybe an hour or two, I think, is the most, if that, uh, it's ever happened. Right. Oh, I've experienced um, that, and I, I do enjoy when they move it up an hour for weather. Yeah. Uh, but, I've just, yeah, I can't think of another time where they moved up by a full day. It's crazy. I, I think it's it was, you know, if you, if you paid attention to the weather, not just before the weekend, but after Saturday, I mean, everything that they said was going to happen, happened as oh, far yeah. as, like, yeah. they insane rain. No choice. You know. So it, it worked out for the best. I mean, unfortunately, the race was a lot shorter um, than it was supposed to be, and, and not as much ceremonial shit happened. But uh, it was free for the handful of fans that actually showed up, which was cool. And uh, you know, the race itself was fine. I mean, it was, it, well, we it, all expected. It looked pretty well attended, all things considered. Uh, like, yeah. there's probably about thirty thousand people in there. Uh, mm -mm, what mm -mm. it looks like? No, they said between ten and fifteen. Oh, that was it. It looked like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Still, well, I mean. It's a big stadium, but I mean, yeah, for, again, for uh, a race moved up a full day, it was supposed to just be the heat races that day. I mean, it was what it was, but um, yeah. yeah, the race was fine. Um, it was the Ty Gibbs show until the last restart when, when he got shuffled back and started the first major storyline of the year with the, uh, the, the rivalry of two drivers that we both don't like. We all don't like, I think, is, uh, you know, Denny, or not Denny, yeah. Joey, and, yeah, and Ty Joey, Gibbs. Joey, Joey Logano's wig versus Ty Gibbs' tail for dominance. There we go. That's, that was on the tip of my tongue. Snake versus Mongoose. Fucking <laughs> Yeah, the modern, NASCAR's modern-day snake versus Mongoose. <laughs> it's going to be good, man. I'm, I'm actually all here for this. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember this or even said on the show. Uh, towards the end of last year, uh, even before the... Uh, the sadness in Ty Gibbs' life. I, I kind of started warming up to him just a little bit. I still think he's yeah, a, this moment. I still think he's a dick, but it's funny when he's a dick and he's a very good race car driver and he's not afraid to fuck with people. And for whatever reason, it's just I really enjoy giving him a free pass, and uh, that's going to continue in 2024. Uh, I didn't even really think that what went down was all that egregious at that no, stage in the race, like running somebody up like that. And he used Joey up, no fucking question. They had a history. That's the thing. Is is apparently there were a handful of incidents at the end of last season, and I yeah, read. Uh, I don't know if it was in the Athletic or yeah. one of the other papers, but um, Ty brought fifteen items into the ten item or less checkout line <laughs> at the fucking Piggly Wiggly, and they. <laughs> I guess they they actually Joey had called him and they'd made a truce and he tried to show his respect and like let's just move on at a clean slate and apparently that got <laughs> wiped away very quickly even funnier now so. yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i mean for, for ty you know for ty to start to get the public really on his side uh, to pick a fight with the gano is a great way to do it yeah, so I'm, I'm all for it yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see how this year goes yeah uh, i really enjoyed the race too um it was really nice to see qualifying actually really mean something this time. And I guess it would have been that way anyway with the heat races because not everyone could make the show. 
But it was cool to watch everybody go out there and do hot laps and see who was actually going to make it and who didn't. Uh, and of course, it, there's you can't really take any information away from this uh, for the coming season. But it was cool to see Justin Haley and Rick Ware out there in that big, beautiful Walmart <laughs> machine uh, running nice and fast. And <laughs> yeah. I, that was cool. Kind of surprised me. And Josh yeah, Williams. Uh, just just missing the show. I think, what, there's 22 yeah. cars that got to make it. and I think, did yeah. he make the cut and then he got bumped by Blaney taking the promoter's option for being the champion? No, I think I think he was, like, the first car out, But still, basically. he yeah. just about made it, and I was really excited to see that. And, uh, yeah, definitely some Winston Cup shit going on. There we got champions provisionals, like, big-time cars going home. Uh, well, the story was the fact, the fact that the track lost grip with each qualifying round, like, as it got colder, and that's why those guys, you know, Christopher Bell was fast all fucking practice like yeah. he didn't make the race like it doesn't make any sense so if there's one takeaway that you can apply to the rest of the season it's the the rule that we i don't remember if we talked about it or not but the qualifying rule where they've changed the two rounds to set um different sides of the row yeah this is why yeah. this is a perfect cartoon example of why they do this in dirt track racing and why they're going to be doing it in nascar and uh, i think it's a good decision so yeah for that reason alone well uh, you know, I guess with with the weekend finally come and gone, um, I think it's pretty much safe to say that this is this race is not happening next year, at least not in L.A. And the big talk with everyone in NASCAR is what happens next. Uh, personally, I don't give a shit, and I'm sure Rob's going to feel the same way because it's not a race that actually counts for anything. I think if they made it like an actual uh, prestigious race with only pole winners. Um, That'd be kind of cool, but yeah, I doubt they're gonna do that. Yeah, and again, I've said this. I said it on the show last week. I'd like to see some sort of exhibition event down in Florida, you know, yeah. um, in, involving yeah. one of the tracks. Like, go and take the Cup cars to Smyrna and do the the pole thing there. You know, do yeah. that. That'd be awesome. Or just do it at Daytona like they always have, because you know, as Dale Jr. said, and you know, I think we're all Dale Jr. fans here. Uh, I fucking agree with them. Just do it like they used to. It's 12 cars, sit out there for like 20 laps, and whoever wins wins, and that's it. Speed weeks are started. Congratulations. You know, like I don't this full field nonsense where we're folding cars in half, or the alt. I don't know. What's it cheaper to destroy a race car or drive everybody across the fucking country and destroy a race car there? Like I don't know. Like. <laughs> I like the Clash. Uh, I want to see him go to the Coliseum and do the stadium thing again. I'm actually a big fan of it, which probably surprises some people, but it's just some fucking Bowman Gray shit. I love it. And I think that it would be beneficial in the schedule elsewhere or just make it the all-star race if you're going to do that. Though, yeah, I know people I mean, have been talking about doing, like, actual short tracks for that, too, as being a nice concept, which I'm more on board with because they need the money more than the fucking L.A. Coliseum. But, you know, I like the show, and I'll be sad to see it go, to be honest, if that's, uh, if that's the case. It was a fun experiment, uh, but just do it later in the year, and I'll be... You'll, you won't see me cry about it. You know, NASCAR's <laughs> tried a few different things over the last handful of years, and, you know, dirt didn't work. This did. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. it'll be back in some way. Well, what do you this, think, True Love? Uh, I think you were fully zinned up and talking about 200 miles per hour, so... <laughs> well, you get that part right. <laughs> I got a six milligram in here. I'm cruising, uh, yeah. baby. <laughs> I'm like... Struggling to keep up over here. I'm, al- I'm also trying to get this in with the time frame we have. So. That's <laughs> yes. for sure. <laughs> also, real quick, apologies to everybody. I know the show was supposed to be out yesterday. I got stuck in New York. It's a whole thing. But we're here now, and that's what's important. So take it away, True Love. <laughs> what? What's the question? How do you How do you feel about the clash and all that? Oh, I'm, I wanted to stick around. I mean. Not, I think it's run its course at the Coliseum. I'd like to see it go back to Florida somewhere. I don't care where, just somewhere in Florida. Yeah. Pole winners yeah. only. It's a cool preamble, There's, you know, yeah. and it has heritage, so why not? There's <laughs> options in Florida. It doesn't have to be Daytona. Like, you yeah. can do other things. Um, but I think it would make sense just for the whole industry. And and the other thing, too, is in Junior was the one really pushing for it, but there were a few other people that said the same thing. Uh when you have these split up weekends like this and then Daytona, it just becomes like a, almost a normal race weekend. It really does nothing to build the storylines and, and build anticipation for what's supposed to be the biggest race of the year. Yeah. And you know, those of us who are diehards, we're going to be excited no matter what, but if you want to continue to increase the fandom and get people excited about it, that's the type of stuff you need to go back to. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess, well, it remains to be seen if, you know, NASCAR's made a bunch of good decisions and gone back to its roots in certain senses. And, you know, they're not going to make every right decision, but uh, we'll see. They, they could, they could easily 
turn this back to a little more of an old school event, but but still have some newer yeah. elements to it. But you know, the other thing that I was uh, that I was thinking while I was watching the race was why, if we're gonna do these events that are meant for to bring in people who do not watch NASCAR. And their first exposure to it is, again, nothing wrong with the, the track or the venue or the format even uh, on its own, but, like, this is not what NASCAR really typically is. You know, yeah. They're stopping yeah. to have a fucking Machine Gun Kelly concert in the middle of the race <laughs> and all. They're not really seeing what a NASCAR event is. And the spectacle of it is, it's it's intriguing. You know, it, it definitely, like, I started going to NASCAR races every time I could after I actually got to go to one in person. So that is its own thing, but I don't see why we can't just you know bring this concept and make it more adaptable to a full points weekend um like like they did in chicago because chicago accomplished the same fucking thing so yeah uh, also i want to give a shout out to nascar on fox for giving the most god-awful coverage straight out of the gate this oh. year but once, they once missed again. every single incident yeah. on track with their bumper cams. Well, that's another thing that kind of pissed me off. And, like, we're bringing new fans in. And, again, this is an event for people on television because there's nothing else besides flag football going on, right? And part of, you know, they're making a concerted effort to present personalities, which we'll get into in a second with the Netflix series and all that. But there were... We had Ricky Stenhouse going over during pit stops and ripping down John Hunter Nemechek's <laughs> window net. And Fox yeah. filmed it. It's not the camera crew's fault. He's grabbing his helmet in the middle of the fucking mm-hmm. race, giving him the what for. And that didn't make it into the public view until like an yeah. hour after the race. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, yeah, there were there were cars wrecking at the the great this the checkered flag. Didn't see that. We saw somebody's fucking crew chief kind of reacting. I think it was was it Denny's crew chief? It was like, oh, we won. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. complete, complete buffoonery. <laughs> I don't get it. And again, like shout out to Kevin Harvick. I think he's a really insightful analyst, and I'm excited yeah, to see him. Good. And yeah. you, you can tell he's a little green. And but you know he's yeah. leaning on Mike Joy, who is you know can only do so much, and Clint, who's doing his Clint thing. And you know mm-hmm. when action moves that fast, you really got to stay on top. And I don't think he had what he needed to get it done. But yeah, Daytona will be different. I think. I hope. Who knows? But yeah, how do you miss? 500 miles of bumper cams. Yeah. So bad. And a track that's like the length of a, a fucking like high school track, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, that happened. And now we've got an off week until Daytona, which next week will be our big preview rate or preview episode, obviously. Um, I couldn't give a shit about the Super Bowl this weekend, but I'll probably be watching the Daytona 5 or Daytona uh, Days of Thunder. I do a yearly. Oh. Uh, season preview where i watch that every year so that'll probably be what i do this weekend to uh hold off nice well there is a lot of racing happening and i'll talk about it in the the septic tank in a second here but uh racing season is in full swing down in florida i'm watching the world of outlaws rip qualifying as we speak down in volusia uh there's a lot of uh or volusia excuse me Um, There's a lot of late model racing. The Lucas Oil Series just lives in Florida for the month of February, and they've been running. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on um, if you have the right links to watch it. And the NASCAR Modifieds are back this weekend, so. Yeah, so there there is some stuff, but, you know, no NASCAR. Ask Um, us for the—DM us and ask us for the special secret link we have, and I'll—we'll happily pass it along if you're looking for a (laughs) racing fix this weekend in between the Super Bowl. Just don't narc on it. Yeah, just don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Um, and uh, let's see here. Rob, I guess we got to talk about an event that's happening in your neck of the woods. There's some racing uh, concerts got uh, oh, yeah. announced this weekend. <laughs> so uh, shout out to the Black Flag podcast because they're the ones who drew my attention to this. They're a great New England uh, podcast. If you want to know what late models in Maine are all about, you can check them out. Uh, they're fucking hilarious. And they, they go to Speed Weeks, too, so their coverage is good there. But they posted this thing uh, within an hour of each other. Both uh, Gateway uh, and Loudon announced their concert lineup. Of course, Gateways, is uh, they have a big music festival in conjunction with the Cup Race. Uh, and you've seen that race. It looks fucking nuts. It is packed to the gills. I think they sell out, like, 80,000 seats every single time. Maybe that number's a little high. I don't know. But it is packed to the gills. And they have a concert to go along with it. Ludacris, Riley Green, fucking Big and Rich, which, whatever. Like, that's definitely some legacy acts. If you're 40 years old like I am, those acts mean something to you. But, you know, (laughs) maybe not so much to some younger fans and all that. Uh, But meanwhile, Loudon was announcing that Dirty Deeds, a tribute to ACDC, is coming back for, like, the 36th year in a row to play the Saturday night concert. (laughs) And it's like, 
Didn't you see them front row last year? I've seen them front row like five years in a row, dude. Like, <laughs> they don't do anything. And they used to have concerts at Loudoun. You know, I've seen, I saw Cheap Trick there. I know Travis Tripp played one year. Unfortunately, I wasn't there for that. But, like, no. and big stuff, too. Like, they had fucking Dan and Shay there one year. That band OAR, which is trash. But if you like them, good for you. <laughs> that That's that's a big act, right? They, they bring in thousands of people, and they played. And it's just after the pandemic. And I think there was some deal with Loudon where they were going to hold the giant country fest there, and the town got pissed off. Mm-hmm. And they also run a dirt track at Loudon at night um, against... Uh, the town's wishes, so maybe that has something to do with why they don't bring big acts in, but it's just... It's once a year. Maybe it doesn't move the needle at all for ticket sales, I don't know, but, like, it certainly looks pretty shitty when on one side of the country they're bringing in, you know, at least acts that people know about, and then over here we're getting the same... I bet you that fucking Poison band, Poison cover band is playing on Friday night, too, which, guess what? I'll fucking be there, but... (laughs) Like, Jesus, can you guys just try a little bit? <laughs> they got Luke Combs of the fucking Daytona 500. You know, it's just like... I want to say I saw, like, Matchbox 20 and 30 oh, yeah. or something. Yeah, there see, you go. Yeah. So. For the 600, I'm excited about... Yeah, see, I'm one. with you on that. See, the music is for... For us old folks, right? No, no, is is get there early and yeah. sit in our seats for no. Does reason. Tim Duggar just bus get some of these races? Uh, I mean, well, I think Tim was supposed to play. He'll be there. Yeah, I think he's having some health issues or something right now. Oh, that's sucks. Now I gotta you have me shit on him yeah. when he's sick. That's too bad. <laughs> They're gonna have Tracy Chapman come in on a fucking zip line at Daytona. It's gonna be awesome. But... <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, I don't, I personally don't need that, you know, Loudon is isolated, so again, maybe it doesn't move the needle, but can we at least fucking try? Yeah, no cover bands. A little bit. Just, you can, they brought Loverboy in once, that was fine, just do it again, who gives a shit? Like, or at least, like, put more shuttles out there if you're gonna spend the, or if you're gonna save $30,000 by booking right. a band or whatever, like, just, yeah, get get a shuttle to the X lot that's a little more uh, uh, frequent, that's my request, but... Well, there you go. Hopefully, hopefully it works out for you, Rob. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'll be there, though. I'm telling you. <laughs> so this uh, this news segment it's pretty pretty media heavy. Uh, the next topic we've got to, to touch on is uh, the news that Dale Jr. does not currently have a contract to announce for uh, uh, NBC later in the year. He says he's yeah. working on it. Um, I feel like a few people had their, you know, were clutching their pearls over this. Like, this is a somewhat normal thing that happens in, like, sports and other media forms. Like, their half of the season isn't for another six months. Um, almost. I don't know when exactly their coverage starts. But they've got time to sort something out. And um, it'd be insane to lose Dale Jr. as an announcer. I mean, he's more or less the actual voice of NASCAR. So uh, yeah. I think the only I, thing that really sticks out to me about this that could be a big game changer is that 2025 is when the new media deal comes in. Yeah, and he, I could see them kind of him holding out to see where that lands a little bit. I don't know. Who knows? Like. I, I guess it depends on what else he is going to do in his career. Like, is this a thing where, okay, maybe he's really looking at buying a team in 2025 is the year for that? Does he go to Amazon and only announce five races instead of half the season? That oh, could kind of make that'd sense. Be so but sad. Yeah. It's, it's, there's, I guess, a lot of cards to fall over the next few months, and or, we'll see what happens. Well, here, but. here's something that I was, I mean, I, I doubt this is the case, but, you know, in a world where, uh, major media corporations are looking to shave money off of their own personal budgets. You know, could we see a switch to a, like a, I don't want to say the name of the series because they pissed me off with the whole Andretti thing, but it's a letter and a number. Maybe they do it like they do, <laughs> oh, and there's one media team that runs the entire season, and you just buy the entire broadcast wholesale and then put that out in the world. That is a possibility, too. Um, but no matter what, I think it would really suck if Dale Jr. Um, wasn't involved in the television production and being in the booth in particular. He just brings yeah. so much enthusiasm, and he's one of the only really well-known figures that transcends the sport itself. Yeah. And it would really suck to not have him up there. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's just getting his broadcasting career started, and you can tell that he loves it and yeah. like is genuinely yeah. invested in 
Yeah, that, he's, so. he's one of the only new guys that kind of makes me feel like I'm watching, you know, Benny Parsons or something in the booth, like, back in the yeah. day. You know, he has yeah. that same energy, and I think he knows he has to bring that. Uh, so, yeah, it would suck if he decided to hang it up and not come back. I'd be shocked, though, if he didn't find himself somewhere in the landscape. I, I, I would find that almost impossible. Yeah. I don't think that happens. Um but anyways, we'll we'll find out in the coming months. Um, speaking, when, of, speaking of Dale and his media company, can we get yes. Jordan Bianchi a fucking like bigger sheet <laughs> for his fucking podcast? <laughs> and an iron? Good God. I, I, so the Teardown is, of course, a new Dale Jr. property. It's a great podcast, uh, in my opinion. I don't know if you guys listen to him at all, but they mm. generally they'll post something almost immediately after the race is over. It's really raw nerve reaction from two pretty well-respected journalists, Jeff Gluck and Jordan Bianchi. You've seen Jordan Bianchi in his vampire costumes across any number of fucking NASCAR documentaries. Uh, he's in the new Netflix series, which we'll get into in a second. But to be this guy who dresses up and, like, takes time to pick out a pocket square, like, literally he's doing the podcast from, like, his, like, college dorm. And he just puts a sheet over his fucking Nordic track. And that's it. It just looks... So bad. And I know we're doing yeah. remote stuff, and the whole, I know the Dirty Mo team is awesome. And also, shout out to uh, Bobby Marcos, landing that fucking sick uh, Speed Street production role with them. That's a great IndyCar podcast that now features Chase from the Garage Guys, apparently, because the other dude quit, which is something. But uh, that's a good show, and that's all done remote. And those guys, uh, they don't make me feel like I need to take a shower after I've watched it. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Jordan, come on, buddy. Like, I, you can do better than this. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. But, yeah, check it out. Uh, it is a good show, but uh, I encourage you all to look uh, at a – we'll probably post a screenshot of this shit just so you can see how gross it is. Um, yeah, that'll be in the, the post yeah. for tomorrow for sure. Just fucking dressed to the nines uh, with a, a bed sheet <laughs> draped over his diecast collection or whatever the fuck it is. So it sucks. <laughs> Um, all right, so we had a full week, folks. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming I know Rob watched it two or three times. I got through it. Two Ashley, or three I'm times. No, I haven't watched it since. But <laughs> okay, well, I'm, yeah, I'm assuming Ashley, it. you got through it yeah. also. You got it. Okay, yeah. so what what do we all think? Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was better than the what was that other one? The USA. Yeah, fight for the oh, future. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I said this last week. I feel like it's almost the same show. I think Vice, who did the the USA series, is a great production company. They've done great documentaries in the past, and I think they held up to their standard in the original series. So, like I said last week, this just kind of reads as version two of that, just with the correct venue. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say it's, it's the same storyline, but it is produced in a, it's night and day as far as uh, you know, in the Netflix series, uh, the intensity is there, mm. the actual glimpse into mm -hmm. the personalities of these guys. Yes, they're swearing, which is always cool. Um, Love that. Love cussing. But that. just the, there, there <laughs> seems to be, like, some tension involved. Like, like it, it, there is the drama. You didn't get that sense in the USA show. The USA show was yeah. very bland. It was, it was you know, you, you got some interesting behind-the-scenes footage, but it it did not make you get more engaged with each episode. Um, no. Whereas I, I did try to reach out and try to get some op opinions from non-racing fans that checked it out, and while I only got a handful of responses, everybody that watched it enjoyed it. Um, so that's a great sign. It's good, um, yeah. and And as far as who is in the show, I mean, right off the bat... No matter what you think of Denny Hamlin, as far as who he is on the track and his personality, he is one of the people that's actually leading our sport right now. Yep. Um, as far as, you know, he's on the drivers and team side as far as making the right choices and right changes for the sport to get more money and, and make the right things happen. Um, he understood the assignment for this show, which is the the most important thing, like, he let them see everything. He knew how important the show was going to be. He knew that for him to get the most out of it, he had to be as open as... He was probably more open than anybody, I would say. Maybe as Christopher Bell, I would say, which we'll get to him in a minute. But, yep. um... And, and even if you weren't a Denny fan watching this, like, it was... It's kind of hard to not want him to win the title. I mean, if you're really Denny... Uh, I'd really, go that far. If you're a real Denny <laughs> hater, it's still easy to have that opinion, but... Um, I don't know. There's just 
there is a lot to respect. And when he says, like, he fucking earned it, he did fucking earn it. Like, you can't argue that fact. You also, really can't. who knew his dad was just a fucking short track hillbilly? You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Like, that guy fucking the, rules. <laughs> yeah. The whole series, that revelation of who his dad is was the biggest shock to me out of everything. I don't want like, Denny to win the title. Dropped. Yeah. I don't want Denny to win the title for himself. I want him to, to win it for his dad. I, I can point. see. I can well, agree I with that. I still don't want him to win the title, but, uh, yeah, his but. The revelation of his dad was like, what the fuck? Yeah. How did you come from yeah. that man? You've seen this man at the racetrack before. Not him yes. specifically, <laughs> but this particular type of man. Like, we all know yeah. him. We all love yeah. him. And, yeah, it's, yeah. it was awesome they to see him. They could not be more polar opposites. It's like Denny has spent his life trying to be the opposite of what his dad is. Yeah, I'll take yeah. his dad any fucking day of the week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would hang out with his dad 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. His his dad also uh, got him to kill the "I beat your favorite driver" slogan or catchphrase that he See? repeated. His dad's which, doing great things. He even admitted though on his podcast, he's like, "Yeah, it's never as funny the second time." Like it just it was the first thing that popped into my head. So we won't have to hear that anymore, which is good. Yeah. Um, now, as far as everybody else who was in the series, I mean, I think every driver that got a spotlight did fairly well. Um, I think Ross's spotlight, you kind of got a good sense of how weird he is. I like, think I, think, I was going to say, I feel like he probably got the best uh, boost of knowing who he is out of this whole thing. Like, it made me respect him a lot more. And, like, you hear, def- you, you hear what he is. We all have an idea what we think he is. And this kind of showed yeah. that, that, in fact, Ross is that guy. And it made me respect him a lot, actually. He, he's hmm. I didn't, it didn't have that effect on me. but yeah. No. No. What, well, what, what did it make you feel? I, I thought he still came across very, like, robotic and boring and bland. I, I don't know. I just I just still couldn't connect with him. So and they I also had that weird shot of his toothbrush with, like, some gunk falling out of it. <laughs> I don't uh, know if yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say it... it, it that did happen. Yeah. It yeah. showcased... <laughs> It showcased his uh, dedication to, like, actually driving, but I also think it really highlighted how kind of aloof and awkward he is, and he still hasn't really figured out how to present his personality. Yeah. I hate to say it, but... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, oh, fuck. I hate to say this, too, but the one... The shot when he was doing the hand-eye coordination thing, and then it cuts to just his face, and his eyes are in two different directions. Oh, poor fucking guy. I love him. Um, I love him now. He's my... (laughs) (laughs) I guess guess the only other person I want to touch on is Christopher Bell. Um, One, I think it was a great intro to his uh you know presence in the show them asking uh, about him making it to the final four again and, and then telling him like we had no plans to have you in the show and he was just like huh yeah how about that yeah i know and uh, <laughs> um i think that this show gave me a lot more respect for him as a driver however his intensity is a little bit frightening at times like yeah. When when he 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 crashes out of the uh, you know the final race and you go in the trailer and, and I thought that was a very cool moment to get on film but also his yeah. girlfriend's crying and he's just like staring ahead like he's not pissed because yeah. it's not one of those things where it's like I mean he's probably is pissed but it's not like he got wrecked out um, it was a mechanical failure there wasn't anything you could do about it but like there was just this. Scary intensity in his eyes that I just I wonder if if he's the type of dude that goes out and screams or like has his own rage room in his property <laughs> or something to get some of that out because uh, great yeah. driver um, and yeah definitely yeah was a gonna, nice glimpse into his personality in, in his defense uh, again he's a guy a lot like Larson or Trace, Chase Briscoe who likes to go out and run sprint cars you know and Christopher Bell is arguably as talented as Kyle Larson. That might ruffle some feathers out there, but he's fucking incredible on dirt. And he's incredible in a cup car, too. And I feel like now that he doesn't have that outlet because Gibbs doesn't let the guys go out and race, uh, this is all he does. He doesn't get to win anymore, or his chances to win are way more focused on this. So to have that slip away when you are sacrificing a big part of what makes you who you are, uh, yeah. I, I can imagine that being pretty tough to deal with because uh, I know I would probably be losing my shit internally too. It, it would be interesting to see him get some of that freedom back and, and see what he could do because, yeah, I mean, I wasn't paying attention to dirt racing like I am now when he was around. So uh, if he is as good as everybody says he is, which I believe you, oh, yeah, um, I'd love to see it again. 
I mean, the, the, the Larson, that was my favorite thing about the championship last year was the Larson Bell element because they've been chasing each other for years. Yeah. yeah. And now they're at the top level of American motorsport, at least for what people can see. And uh, mm-hmm. I, it's a damn shame we got robbed of seeing that battle. Though it was, you know, I, I like the Ryan Blaney championship and I thought it was cool to see him uh, in this series as well. It definitely mm-hmm. painted him in a cool light, I thought. so. He didn't need the help, but it was good. I mean, yeah. he just, yeah. he's such a likable guy, and he's relatable, and, and like seems like a fairly decent, normal person, which you don't always get with some of these guys. Um, yeah. But we can't, we can't leave Booty Barker out of this conversation. I would say he was no. the surprise hero of the show. Yeah. I would say he the was... The new Gunther Steiner, folks. <laughs> Listen, you can say that all you fucking want. I'm going to say he's the new Harry Hyde. AKA Harry Hogg for people who don't know who Harry Hyde is, but yeah. they're almost one and the same. But I really wonder, especially since uh, he only became Bubba's crew chief the last part of the season, I, I wonder if this combination is is going to pay off. I feel like it is. I mean, Bubba's been on the the upswing the last half of the season, and uh, with a dude like Booty there, like man, he's fucking awesome. Like he's a he's a hard ass and tells it like it is. And yeah. uh, every second he was on the screen, you couldn't stop staring at him yeah. so uh he's certainly responsible for a lot of the success that 2311 has had in such a short time so uh yeah i think people getting to know who he is uh, he's a veteran he's been around a long time so yeah. uh, it was kind of cool to see him uh get that airtime too yeah it was it was great and you know i think i think i don't know if i've heard a bad review uh of this show from anyone at this point so i hope it happens again next year i think it would be really good for the sport and i would love to see it again i'd love to see even a couple more episodes if possible but yeah. you know think, what we got was awesome i think most fans are smart enough to realize that this isn't for the diehards you know kind of like the clash like this is not it doesn't have th- that's the thing it, it doesn't, doesn't have, have to be it, yeah there's you, plenty you, of you content be, for us out there you know like and this is or, this is to or, get these people in front of an audience that would otherwise have no idea what's going on and it, it the, accomplishes that tenfold so but the thing is y- y- you should enjoy this if you're a diehard also because yeah. like we even we can watch fucking 20 hours of racing in a weekend but we still don't get some of the things but in know, those hours of footage you, that we get in the show. You know how NASCAR fans are, though, bud. Like, <laughs> there's always something to complain about, right? Hey, listen, I'm, I, I'm just I'm, saying that there's no reason to complain about this. It's good. No. It's good. Just watch it. And if you haven't already, like, don't go in expecting that you're going to be able to see... Uh, well, that's not true. You do get to see Kyle Larson in a sauna, which is pretty funny. <laughs> he didn't expect that. That's probably going to be the only time he was in the show until he locked in. Uh, they kind of had to shovel him in there, yeah. too, which is pretty amazing, but... I guess he already has his own show on Fox and shit, so there's enough Kyle Larson out there in the world for people. But, yeah, it's cool. I'm glad it's there. I hope it comes back, too. All right, well, that that wraps up the uh, the main part of the media chatter, but, Rob, we got to get to the septic short tank before we move on to our video of the week segment. Yeah, we do. There's a lot of racing going on. I already talked about some of it, so, uh, again, they're racing down in Florida right now. You got everything, World of Outlaws, Lucas Oil Late Models, uh, asphalt shit kicks back up this weekend at New Smyrna. That's always fun to watch. Chase Elliott's running the uh, the ASA race down there at Smyrna, so there's all kinds of shit happening. And has, again, the, uh, has the modified race happened? I saw practice yesterday, but I don't remember seeing uh, any features or anything. The, the pavement one, the NASCAR mod race? No, the dirt modified. Uh, they're running um, features now so there, there's uh, okay. there's been a lot of shit at east bay um mm. in fact uh ken schrader won a race last night so congrats to him yeah, 69 years old going out there and whooping some uncle, ass uncle kenny was there too i saw that yeah kenny wallace uh, he's out there running too and there's gonna be plenty more of that to watch uh the dirt car um nationals have begun whatever it's called now i don't really follow the modified world too much but uh mm-hmm. They're in full swing down there at Volusia, as well as World of Outlaws and Lucas Oil Late Models. Uh, Ricky Thornton Jr. winning a lot of shit, which is to be expected. Uh, nothing has really come out of that whole Jonathan Davenport RTJ thing, which is uh, to be expected because they're, they're grown-ass men. Uh, it is what it is. It'll pop up around Eldora or something, I'm sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tim McCready got a win. That was cool to see. Um, Hudson O'Neill's won some. Uh, it's it's going to be a good season. Wh- that race that Tim McCready won, I saw a clip of some guy uh, losing it into turn three and getting the car almost backwards and somehow pulling it out. I don't know who it was, but it was amazing. Yeah, it's it's uh, been great racing. And again, I was excited to see the son of Barefoot Bob go out there and get him a win. Uh, his wins have dried up a little bit over the past couple of years, and it was cool to see him go out and, uh, and get that done, even though I am an RTJ fan. Uh, they're racing tonight, too, and for the rest of the week. And like I said, if you want the special little link to uh, this whole world of short track racing, just send us a DM and don't share it with anybody 
uh, once you have it. Um, let us Because yeah, it already got shut down yeah. once uh, by, I don't know if it was wrestling people or somebody else, but uh, it got shut down once and magically showed back up, so be yeah. careful with that. Um, again, like there's going to be a lot more news coming out uh, over the next week because there's so much happening down in Florida leading into Speed Weeks. Uh, but uh, one big thing that happened that pissed a lot of people off was that High Limit announced that they're doing a uh, fan access deal. So after hot laps and qualifying conclude, anyone with a ticket, not just a pit pass, is allowed to come down into the pits and, and take a look at the Casey cars Kane. and smooch Casey Kane right on them <laughs> lips, which uh, has pissed off a lot of people. Like a lot yeah. of like actual teams and shit are like, what the fuck? Uh, you can't do that. Because, you know, in, in fairness, that yeah. is the one time where you have to get your shit together. Like yeah. you're you're hammering on the car. You're getting things set up to go out and run heat. So I mean, a 10,000 DARFs coming down and crowding Kyle Larson's car <laughs> is going to, you know, it's going to be a bit of a problem when you're trying to push to the staging lane. But I don't yeah. know. We'll see. I see both sides of it. I'm excited personally as a fan. I think it's cool to have that access. Uh I mean, I have seen a it's miniature cool, version of that yeah, at the dirt track at Loudoun. Just be cool yeah. about it. Yeah, just this is what it's, we are saying. Just don't be an asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine. Don't bring your die cast. It's it, like that's the time when you guys go down there. Like, not that I ever really talk to drivers, anyways, but like before the race, you can kind of get closer and again talk to drivers, crew members. That time, just walk around. Don't even fuck talk to anybody. Just look at stuff. Exactly. That's all you gotta do. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, two more pieces here. I'll, I'll keep the short track uh, segment nice and quick here this week uh, since we don't have a ton to talk about just yet. But, again, we will next week. It'll be a full eight-hour segment. Uh, I'll just go on Instagram <laughs> Live and run my mouth. But uh, Justin Bonsignor, uh, NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour champion, uh, thrice, is going to be running an ARCA race at Daytona. This is his first uh, big step into that part of the NASCAR ladder. I was a little surprised to see that he would choose Daytona, but he's going to be down there running, so that's pretty cool. Um, a lot of New England fans happy to see that. And uh, the last thing I'll bring up is you guys know who Bubba the Loves Love Sponges. You ever heard of that guy? Oh yeah. I know I, you do. I know you do from the whole Hogan sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Bubba the Loves Love Sponges are kind of a shock jock type radio host who uh, mm-hmm. he has a show on YouTube now and or Facebook Live or whatever. It's it's a pretty good interview. But he had Tyler Herb and uh, Devin Moran on his show. And it is, you want to talk about raw, unfettered access and hearing drivers just say whatever the fuck they want. Um, I implore you to check this out. It is nonstop laughs for two and a half hours. It gets You're going to have to send me that because Bubba is a real piece of shit. Yeah. But I'm interested to hear what, because he's into racing. I, I think he has a kid that races or yeah. something. Oh, he's a I don't big know. late model guy. Like He knows a lot of people in that world and he's really into that racing. So it's definitely cool to see somebody, uh, I, I, it's a stretch to call him high profile. No, he's not. Are you kidding me? He does fucking YouTube fast food reviews now. Yeah. He is not high profile. <laughs> yeah, you cannot. He, like, he lives in a trailer. He is yeah. not fucking high profile anymore. But, but the fact that he is coming from outside the racing world and putting, allowing Tyler Herb to come on there and talk about his, his new Mexican girlfriend who speaks enough English, uh, it's oh worth two hours of your time. Oh, my God. Okay. It's All just, right. Well. I mean, these, these, guys are, these guys are just going mm. off, and it's the most unfiltered, just natural, like, kind of hanging out shit. And, you know, Bubba knows his shit, too. So uh, that's yeah. definitely worth a listen. In fact, Kyle, Arm- Kyle Armstrong, I put up a little uh, Ask Us Anything uh, thing on Instagram, and that's the one of the people who hit me up immediately. was like, tell me what you think about that. And I thought it was well, great. So you can, you, can, you can put that link in the chat now, because I'll be watching that later for yeah. sure. It, it's, it's pretty good. But uh, like I said, there's a ton of short track racing happening leading into speed weeks. It all ties together. Um, a lot of NASCAR stars racing in these different uh, series. Uh, of course, Chase Elliott is running that ASA race. Uh, there's a big race at Florence coming up this weekend, the Icebreaker. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in that. And, of course, all the guys who usually run late models and modifieds and all that good shit. Ryan Newman, for example, he's running the NASCAR race down there. Of course, Ryan Priest is in there. Uh, there's a ton going on. And uh, if you don't have the subscriptions to all these services, Flow, um, Dirt Vision and all that, there are ways to watch. So just, yeah, again, hit us up, and we'll happily provide you with that because uh, this is – it's a great time to be a race fan, really. This is just the best time of the year because there's so much to watch every single night of the week leading into Daytona. So, And you know what? If there's not something on you want to watch, just go on YouTube. You can watch some really kick-ass stop-motion racing videos like we watched this week on the show. 
Oh, the video of the weak side is here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to have a shot and try and numb this one. Fuck me. All right, folks. So, like I said last week, uh, there are a lot of different ways people express their fandom of things. And uh, this kid here, and I'm assuming he's a kid, I, I would think by his voice that if he's oh. over 19 years old, I'd be shocked. Um, I, at least I hope he's under 19 years old. Let's just say that. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the Outlaws versus the PA Posse in the Stop Motion Outlaw series. Uh, this was a 20-minute video that was... Uh, yeah, we don't really need to give a play-by-play on this, but it, it starts off with... Well, I, uh, I would like you to explain this phenomena, though, because I, a lot, I know that, like, this is something that a lot of racing fans don't know exists. Well, yeah, I mean, so... Uh, people making dioramas and, you know, model train sets and fucking <laughs> this, that, and the other thing, It's it's been a thing for a while, and that also is involved in like the motorsports world um you know again you can go on youtube you can go on instagram there are a handful of different accounts that do this type of stuff whether it be actual stop motion stuff or just setting up dioramas and 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 you know making their own fake races or whatever uh but it's a thing and uh yeah uh, mike from first seven inch club sent over this video um uh, like I said, thanks, the, Mike. Uh, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if, if you didn't smile watching this, I don't think you got a fucking heart. You know, uh, this was <laughs> very stupid, very to me entertaining in like a, a quaint sense. So, you know, this is a fake race featuring yes, real, you know, quote unquote, real drivers. Uh, okay, this that is a was real thing. that was one of my questions. Was was this based off a real race that he was recreating with his little toys, or was this something that he made up all by himself? Port Royal is real. Yes, I know that the, much. Yes. The drivers and the cars that they're in are all real. The, right, the, vision, yes. the, 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 the footage that he took from Dirt Vision and just plastered in the center of it, that's that real. real. But this event is 100% fictional. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if he was just recreating a race that had already happened uh, no. or nope. he was just... Nope. You know. No, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if it is, then I don't know my outlaw history, apparently, or uh, I didn't recognize it, so... Yeah. I mean, the PA uh, posse outlaws rivalry is very real, which is why I cracked up last week leading now, because of course that's what it fucking is, right? Well, everyone they interviewed, the real interviews, uh, I'm pretty sure they were all jugglos. <laughs> <laughs> they really stuck it to Brad Sweet in this one. He uh, he definitely uh, did not do so well in the heat races. Now I'm talking about it like it actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> This is, this is your world, Brian. Keep going, buddy. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, he's key hung up. Oh, he hung up. <laughs> yeah. This you're, video you're, also starts out with him, him blaring Alice in Chains. Got yes. me so upset already, I'm kicking the fucking microphone cord out. But anyways, <laughs> so listen, there was a whole video in the middle of this fucking race that yeah. explains the whole rivalry, and it is a real thing. It uh, is. The PA Posse oh, versus it's, the It's Allison. good footage. It's great it's footage. Cool. It's cool, and it's it's one of those things, I mean, obviously the PA Posse is a thing, but I mean, I feel like this happens at any track where you get a big touring series and there's guys that run the same class every week. Uh, you're going to get the local heroes that want to show up and race and whatnot, sure. but that's not what this is about. We don't, we don't need to talk about the actual racers. This is about a 20-minute full feature <laughs> featuring die-cast sprint cars. Um, so, again... None of this is real as far as the actual results go, but this kid did a really good job of, like, uh, writing his own scripts uh, and coming up with scenarios for the drivers to get in. And, you know, it starts right off. So, Rob, you're the guy who watches more dirt than any of us. Is the whole Alice in Chains, Them Bones intro, is that something that's used in normal race broadcasts? No, uh, well, okay. not recently anyway. I mean, Johnny Gibson does have a collection of butt rock songs to uh, share with us, some that I love. I'm a big Alice in Chains fan, so yeah. I was very pleased for the video to kick off yeah, with I mean, that. Yeah. That immediately got me pumped. But what you're saying is it's in line with, with what the real races are like now. Kind of. I Kinda. wouldn't like go... A, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, it's there. It's, <laughs> okay. It felt correct. <laughs> so it's, it starts off with this intro. The kid introduces all the, the drivers and whatnot. And again, I'm not going to do play by play of all the heats, but they, they do. Yep. He does Please the full. Don't. Thank he you. Does, he, does, he does the three heats. He does the, uh, the, the dash. He does the B main, does the A main. And um, 
the track itself, it looks like it was set up on like a kitchen table and you can kind of see part of it. I think he put like fake rocks and stuff, but I think there's also just shit on the table. Like yeah. you don't really uh, yes, see it much. It was so distracting. There's like but a dusty ass keyboard in the that, corner. That's and... Pennsylvania though, really. It's pretty accurate. <laughs> like... <laughs> it's it's fair. Now, as far as the track itself goes, so I had a couple critiques. I mean, he did a decent job of using some of the, the contingency decals, did a dog shit job of making the Port Royal Speedway sign. Like, come on, oh, dude. God. Like, you could fucking print yeah, that out yourself. You could print it out. Drew no. it by hand. Yeah. There's... He, he taped, like, parts of the walls together with clear lot, scotch yeah, tape, which you can see. Tape. I mean, a lot he of dirt tracks do that, too, so <laughs> it is what it is, you know. And, and I, listen, I feel like he could have used real dirt here. Like, come on, you, you could there do a little There needed to be some dirt. You could do a little fake water truck that goes out between the heats and water. Yeah. Yeah. It down? You, could, you could add to this production. Give him, kick in some production value for this man. I think he didn't want to get his, uh, his, his diecast dusty. Yeah. Those things are fucking, that's like 15 bucks a pop, man. Those 410 diecast, even the old ones, they're fucking expensive, man. Yeah, I see him at the races and whatnot. Um, but I've, I got some comments about those. So the, fr <laughs> the first heat is not, nothing happens. The second heat, there's a massive pileup where they have multiple replays from different angles of these cars rolling over. Yeah. And uh, the, the line that he says is, flips really destroy these cars. And he just cuts to a shot of the car looking exactly the same way as it did uh, yeah. before the wreck. Yeah. That stuff was killing me. I mean, at least pop the fucking wings off or something, you know, like... He does uh, later on um, in the main, a wheel falls off, which we'll get to. Uh, there is a slow motion. Yeah. There's a slow motion replay of Brad Sweet getting into the wall uh, in the third heat. That he gets like pushed into the wall by Donnie Schatz. Apparently, um, they do the four wide salute, but the track is so narrow that you can barely fit all the cars <laughs> on there. Yeah. Um, it happens, yeah. They yeah. used the, the Metallica intro and everything. Like, I don't know. It was just hilarious to me. And yeah, yeah. yeah the, then in the, the main event, uh, Brad Sweet wins it, and uh, Danny Dietrich's wheel falls off, and he flips. And uh, I don't know, man. I was just dying laughing at this. I thought the whole thing was hilarious. Uh, but yeah. Rob, I know it pissed you off, so get, get the poison <laughs> out. Let's hear it. I mean, you've already kind of heard it. It's just like, why the fuck am I watching this? You know, like. Because it's hilarious. It's hilarious and weird. You can't just watch cool race cars doing shit all the time. Sometimes you want to see yes, some other I weird can. nonsense. No. But no. I, I kind of read this as this, this guy's attempt to be a color commentator because you could tell he really got into it yeah he, i feel he, like yeah. he has dreams of being an announcer that's what, what i read out of i it. collected from this whole video he does this funny thing where like he's actually okay at it he has his yeah. cadence down it's very clear he like you know recorded them separately because it's not actually happening you know but so of course mm -hmm. that's how he did it um but he'll do this thing where it's like and brad sweet into turn two and he flips over <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> he has that little cadence like every time you know and he jumps the cushion <laughs> it's like nobody well i guess like, there is some people in pennsylvania that talk like that but like fuck me like it just <laughs> you can do that once in a while i think you know this is just me giving as a fellow racetrack announcer for a fictional racetrack uh, i would say that like you know, just save that for when it really matters. But I, I read this just as, like, him trying to uh, put together a resume and see how it feels and that sort of thing, you know, because, you know, a lot of people do get their start doing shit like that. Uh, I don't know anybody in the media world who got started on that, but <laughs> well, on I, this particular I, thing, but it's well, possible. You know, it's, it's fucking it's, possible, man. It's like, the future now. So yeah. I, I did I mean, shit, through. I interviewed to be the announcer at Seekonk once, so they let anybody do this. And if you have something to show them, you might get the job, so who knows? You know, kudos for this guy going out there and doing it. But yeah, I just, I, there's no fucking way I'm ever watching this again. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna find With some all other due good respect, ones yeah. later in the season. I, no, so, so my goal again, I like showing cool, interesting videos, but I also want to show some really oddball, weird shit. Well, and this, this is, is you this is like, found it, buddy. This yeah, is, yeah. I want to find some more stuff. Like I've been really trying to find uh, some good fan cam footage of like in the pits, and I haven't found a good video. There is a. And I, I, don't, I don't know, I just, I feel eerie watching it. There's somebody that brought a fan cam to Daytona, and it was the, 
the weekend Dale died, and like oh, there's yeah. pre-race footage in the garage and stuff, and it's just it's I've eerie. Like, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's but it's it's worth a watch. But I don't know if I want to watch after the show. But regardless, so anyway, this kid is going to his whole media deal that Rob just talked about. I did look at his YouTube page, and uh, he does a lot of those like video essay type things on sprint car racers and whatnot. So. Yeah. He, he, I don't think he's made one of these videos in over a year. Like, I think he did the yeah. series, and that was it. But um, he also he's, he's made a lot of other stuff. He clearly he's has knowledge. He's the glue to try. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He does also, have knowledge, too, so I'll give him that. Like, he knows what he's talking about. Also, his uh, username is SlideJobDom, which sounds like... Uh, Username for like his fetish group or something. I don't know. Hey, listen, this is this that's 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 a dirt term, okay? Just because Junior used it once and people made uh, horny jokes about it, like slide jobs, a whole thing. Well, Dom and, is uh, also a sex term. Yeah, the combination together really. <laughs> that's fair. Okay, so I loved it. Rob hated it. Ashley or the tiebreaker? Uh, I gotta side with Rob. Yeah. Well, you hate, both have think, horrible taste. I think hate yeah. is a strong word, but yeah, I it just hate home. it. I just uh, it, it really turned it, some parts of my fucking brain fired up that I didn't need to. It made me feel weird. So <laughs> okay, so so this is me. This is you telling me that I'm never gonna show you the other weird shit that I watch on YouTube because you'll if you don't like this, you'll hate. Oh, some you of the can. Other stuff I'm all, so. keep sending it over, bud. But I'm just telling you that you're not. You might not get the sunny reception that you're expecting. But I, yeah. I'm a glutton for punishment. Keep it coming, please. Bye. We'll, we'll find some other good ones for, for later in the season. But uh, for next week, we have a pretty uh, on-the-nose uh, video of the week. Um, I found a little 20-minute uh, behind-the-scenes video. And I'm, I'm, I think it's from ESPN, but uh, it's basically some just behind-the-scenes footage of before and after Davey wins the 92-500. Uh, nice little, you know, um, getting us revved up for the 500 next weekend. Um, not very long uh so that'll be on the uh, youtube video of the week playlist once the show is over so you can check that out um and with that uh rob has to get to a dinner uh like i said there's no real we already talked about the racing you can watch this weekend and next week we'll have lots to talk about for the 500 Um, but for now you can follow us on uh, meet me at applebee's on instagram meet me at the bees on twitter i am speedway screens on all the things and speedwaytsj.etsy.com for the store uh he and ashley uh did not change her screen name yet it's the same as last week uh, same as always (laughs) you can you can snake mountain true love yeah find her there rob i know you just made your official public announcement of your tour coming up in the That's next few right. weeks. That's right, yeah, these Wild Plains and Charlie Marie are hitting the road coming up here. Uh, if you live in the, fo- I won't go through the full details of it, but if you live in Philadelphia, Warren, Rhode Island, Brooklyn, New York, Charlotte, North Carolina, Richmond, Virginia, or Charlottesville, we got a fucking show coming for you in March. Uh, just, uh, you can go to these Wild Plains anywhere on the internet, or my own page too, I've been posting about it. Uh, if you want more details about it, really excited to get out there and, and play with Charlie. Uh, if you haven't heard her, she is uh, one of the best singers I've ever heard in my life. And uh, my band's okay, too. So, But we'll be playing two full sets for backing her up. It's going to be awesome in all those cities, and there's more to come after that. But uh, this is the first little foray into the world for our little party, and we're going to have us a good time, particularly at the Thirsty Beaver in Charlotte. Uh, but I'll talk more about those dates as we get closer. But, yeah, if you want to check us out, These Wild Plains or Charlie Horsey on Instagram for Charlie Marie, uh, give us a follow. Yeah. Um, and with that, it uh, looks like our check is here. So thank That's you again right, for yeah. joining us at Applebee's, and we will talk to you next week. Yes, sir.